So, hey, aren't you glad you stuck around for all these episodes? For us to discuss Kong Skull Island. Yeah, once again, Kong Skull Island. I should have leaned in this way, though. I keep forgetting the. I know the, the opposite things always throw me off. Like, I'm coming in at you. Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, Skull Island. It's Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Of all the days not to wear the sweater. <laughs> That's a Peter Jackson Kong sweater. It doesn't work. For some reason, I also thought you had this Skull Island sweater. I don't. Oh. I don't. Okay. Ah, you know what? It's Peter Jackson Kong, but the ride that I bought it from was called Skull Island. So that's where you're getting confused. Hey, look at that. I was listening to what you were saying, and I kept it retained up here. Right up in there. Good job. Yeah, I didn't use it properly, but still. <laughs> still, it was a, a good try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole camcast is a good try. Every episode is a good try. Some are better than others. <laughs> but they're all good tries. We're doing great right now, I think. I mean, eventually, yeah. eventually we'll, get, we'll get to the movie itself. Yeah, at some point. I actually, I purposely don't have any sort of hot takes or anything like that this time around. Yeah, me neither, actually. So I guess we'll just wrap it up. And uh, Maybe what I want to do is continue our conversation about Kong, Kong Skull, Skull. Island. Island. <laughs> okay. All right. So Boom. I'll get this out of the way and then we'll do what we always do. Let's we'll do ramble it. on. Uh, so the release date, February 28th, 2017. So we're pretty close to four years on the dot to review this movie. Yeah. That's crazy. Budget. We use this four years already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, budget was $185 million. It grossed. Five hundred and sixty-six point seven million. So, very, very tidy profit, which is nice. Yep. Which I got to be honest, I feel like this six to eight hundred million dollar range is about where they should expect these movies to kind of sit at. Mm -hmm. Like eight million would be, or eight hundred million would be like, yeah, woo, this is awesome. But anything in between, like I would say five and eight, was like gravy, right? Yeah. Depending on the budgets, right? But uh, anyway, so going back, uh, story was by John Gattins. Screenplay is by Dan Gilroy. Yeah. And I don't know if you'll remember this gentleman, but Max Borenstein or Borenstein. Making his return. Yes, yes. And uh, Derek Connolly. So those guys wrote the screenplay. And for the that, Geek Panthers, the, uh, Max Borenstein is the Godzilla writer. Yeah, but that's a great like trio of writers all together. Dan Gilroy did uh, Nightcrawler, awesome. Yes, awesome movie. Which I was surprised by because I'm like, is he related to Tony Gilroy? And he yeah. is, hundred percent. Yeah, he's also married to Renee Russo, which blew my it, mind. Yeah, because uh, and believe me when I say this, I know I'm not the most attractive guy, but Gilroy does not look like. Uh, well, I, I guess if I was Ray Russo, maybe I wouldn't marry him based on looks. Dan Gilroy looks like someone that would look like a Gilroy. He kind of looks like Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, but worse. <laughs> that was just a biopic. Which is unfair because he's probably a fine person. 
a st- upstanding gentleman. Fine gentleman. And probably a geek pantser as well. Doubtful, but maybe. Yes, um, it is. It is doubtful. It is doubtful. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Derek Connolly, who uh, yep. did Jurassic World. Yes, he did do Jurassic World. He also did uh, Fallen Kingdom as well. But we'll mostly talk about Jurassic mostly World. Mostly talk about Jurassic World, yeah. That movie was incredible. Yes. Fallen Kingdom had good parts in it. I still haven't rewatched it. I need to rewatch it. Anyway, so it was directed by Jordan Fought Roberts. Um, and this is interesting. He uh, hasn't done much. He's done two movies. But the big thing is, is that he is uh, the director of a small production movie oh. based on a very tiny video game franchise uh, oh. called Do I have a box? Metal Gear Solid. Have you heard of Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Uh, let's not play dumb. Let's not play dumb. I can't wait to see that movie. But the cool part is, is you've got, so he's directing MGS with Derek Connolly. Yep. So yep. that's cool. Also, Hideo is on as a creative consultant. He would have to be. He would absolutely have to be. But I also feel like he, it's got to be one of those situations where they have somebody to reel him in mm-hmm. and say, okay, look, I understand you did all of this stuff in the video games. Some of this we can't do in the movies. Yeah, it's not going to translate to American cinema. Yeah. And hopefully it does good. Like it does really huge numbers, but it doesn't translate to uh, Hideo directing the sequel. <laughs> because this could be a Frank Miller scenario all over again. And that <laughs> is not going to be good. Yeah, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Because um, they're both bonkers. If I uh, to see Gray Fox in live action, though, I'm gonna have my mind blown. Any one of them, Vulcan Raven, yeah, like Vulcan Raven would be cool. Um, I it'd be interesting to see how they do Psycho Mantis, that is the one where it'd be really interesting to see how they do him. Yeah, like you would think they would need some kind of like I don't know because they had the controller switch and everything when you played against them. So, what could they do in a movie? To really like get the view, like yeah, like I, I and that's kind of where I, I'm saying like they need somebody to go. Okay, Hideo, we can't, we can't just like do whatever you did in the the games because like, you know, it it'll lose some of that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, like you could do like that input switch or whatever, but when you're in the theater, you're you're obviously going to know. <laughs> You know, unless they do something where like the scene goes or the screen goes black and then it turns on again and like there's that old school like clip missing type of thing. Because I, I don't know how many people know that they don't do the reels anymore. Like I would assume that most people think they still do that, but I don't know. You know what? You know what Psycho could do is he can make the film become the video game for a moment, like the graphics of the video game. Oh, and then they could also like fuck with the lights too. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Be interesting stuff. And the seizures all around. But as just as long as it doesn't turn into like the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Did he also direct uh, the second uh, Sin City or no? Who Miller? Yeah. Yeah, it was all Miller on the second one. Or no? Yeah, that's. No, they co-directed that one too. That was bad. Yeah, yeah. The first one, he was a consultant. 
And then for some reason they were like, yeah, get the spirit under your belt. And the spirit of all characters too, like. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so it stars Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. who is James Conrad, yes. ex-British Special Air Service. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson, who is Preston Packard, the U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Goodman, Bill Randa of Monarch. Any of you Geek Pantsers who watched our Godzilla camcast will know that Monarch kind of gives a shit about big, huge monsters. Yep. Brie Larson is, uh, I hate this name, Mason Weaver. But whatever. Whatever. She's she's an anti-war investigative photojournalist. Jing Tian is San Lin, the Monarch biologist. Mm -hmm. Toby Kebbell is Jack Chapman, Packard's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Corey Hawkins is Houston Brooks. Another, uh, I mean, I guess it's an all right name. Monarch, he, he's the Monarch geologist. Yeah. And we got John Ortiz, who's uh, Victor Yebes. He is the senior Landsat dude. <laughs> that's, that's all they had. Jason Mitchell is Glenn Mills, the helicopter pilot. This guy here, Shea Wiggum, yeah, he's in a ton of movies. Yeah, almost never plays a good guy. I love Shea. So when I seen him, I was like, okay, so he's a douchebag. He's actually a pretty cool dude in this movie. He's the coolest. He's Glenn. Uh, sorry, he's Captain Earl Cole. We've got Thomas Mann, who is Reg Slivko. He's the youngest Sky Devil. Mm-hmm. The Sky Devil is the uh, military group that uh, takes them on our crew to. Uh, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to, one more. I forgot to mention this. I, I really wanted to uh, get this guy's name again, but it's uh, it's Kevin. Kevin Cosner from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's in this movie. He doesn't live. No. He does not live. And it's he sad. a lot longer than I expected him to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he actually did last longer. Yeah. But I, I did expect him to die. And then we've got... John C. Riley, who is Hank Marlowe. Yep. Not only is he the best character in the movie, more importantly, he is U.S. Army Air Force's lieutenant of the 45th. Yep. And uh, last one is Toby Notari and... Oh, sorry. Toby Kebbell and Terry Notari both do mocap for King Kong. So the guy that played Jack Chapman also oh, helped out with the mo capture for King Kong, which I thought the I, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool and That's cool. A nice little trivial pursuit answer for you. Huge cast, like easily the biggest cast of all the MonsterVerse movies. Yeah, I almost didn't. Uh, there's a few that I left off. You probably could have went quicker if you just said. The Avengers and John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, a good chunk of the Marvel Universe yep. and John Goodman and yep. then uh, a couple other people Yeah, that you may or may not recognize. Yeah, there we go. So that's it. That's it. That's all. That's, that's all the cast I'm going to mention. That Well, that's, you know, that's a sizable cast that you mentioned. 
Yeah, I almost mentioned uh, what's his face, uh, the father from Step Brothers, because he and John C. Riley were in the movie again. Right. Yeah, he's got that little tiny, uh, rich, tiny little like just playing that same weathered character. He's just like, ugh. Richard what? Richard, Richard, Richard. I can't remember his name. Yeah, a very small role at the beginning. Yeah. It is disappointing that he didn't have to, any screen time with Thomas C. Riley, but uh, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, you can only get so much good out of this movie. Yeah. So, so when we talked about this briefly during our Godzilla episode, you didn't finish this because you were disappointed. You finished it yep. this time. Yes, I finished it this time. Um, watching Godzilla before this really helped uh, change my opinion of this movie. Because when I watched this movie the first time around, uh, I think it's only been out for like a year, maybe two years. Yeah. So, and I hadn't seen Godzilla for years prior. So I missed all the uh, Monarch connections. Right. Okay. Because that, like, literally, when I saw that right away, I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Actually, uh, the opening. So that's my first light, is the opening. Yeah, another I loved how the opening was similar to Godzilla's, but different enough to make it its own. Yep. Which immediately, so that's one of those things that right away I perked up with. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Which, if I had watched Godzilla and then Kong the first time around, I might have stuck through it a little bit longer. Right. Because it is kind of interesting. Because at the same time, too, uh, this was before I realized that that was an actual uh, beginning of their legendary monsters universe, right? Right, yeah. Right. So um, the flashback I thought was awesome. And like I said, I liked how similar to Godzilla's, I liked how it set the stage, too, for the movie, like with that World War II backdrop, which I thought was really cool. And I also thought it was kind of interesting how they employed a similar uh, flashback sequence, too, where it was like they start the movie this period. And then after that happens, then they uh, shoot forward to the the still the past for us, but the future in 1973. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. The whole opening sequence was super awesome. Nice little brief glimpse of Godzilla or uh, sorry, uh, Kong as well. Yeah. Just his eyes kind of coming up over the top of the mountain there. Yep. Super cool opening. Showed just oh. enough. Exactly. Exactly. Just enough. So, yeah. And then right from there, we go to uh, Washington, right? Actually, the, the opening credits kind of cut right in to That's right. the beginning. Which That's is, right. Which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. How, it, how it just kind of like goes from that that, you know, shaky opening credit look. To still and then like John Goodman's car like pulling up. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, exactly. And also anytime I see John Goodman in a movie, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Even though he was a total douchebag in this movie, it was still just like, yes. Still cool to see him. Yeah. Um it kind of it reminded me of uh what is it, uh 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, yeah. Where he immediately I was like, yeah, John Goodman. And then after about a half an hour, I was like, okay, John Goodman's a little weird in this movie. Followed by immediately after going like, whoa, John Goodman is, I got to stop calling him John Goodman because he is not, he's playing a different role here. You are not Fred Flintstone. Yeah, you are not Fred Flintstone or Dan Connor for, for that yeah. matter. But, uh, but yeah, so 
so yeah, it was awesome to see him. But anyway, go on, uh, continue with your like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that no, I was just kind of going off of your opening credits there. Like, oh, okay. My my first one's opening credits again too. I love, nice. I love how just, it's nice. just opening credits. You know, it tells a story, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, and I, I liked that. Uh, so, like, in the difference being that, like, in Godzilla, where you actually see bits of Godzilla and you get it the idea that most of the nuclear stuff was around them trying to kill Godzilla and this one I liked it because it was set in the stage because like we're in the middle of the Vietnam War at this point right. and the movie officially starts this is two wars that this story encompasses right so you got World War II and then 30 years later you get the Vietnam War which I thought was really cool really interesting and uh, I immediately also got Apocalypse Now vibes yeah. Even though I've never seen that movie all the way through, but immediately I was like, okay, all right. And yeah, uh, I had. Think, when you think Vietnam movies, you think that's the first one, Apocalypse Now. And I've never seen it all the way through either. But what I have seen is very vividly in my mind still. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, and it's the pretty, soundtrack. pretty jarring. You know, it's got like that same similar 70s Vietnam soundtrack. Yeah. Like, the same rock tunes. Great. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I forgot to even put that on my like, <clears throat> but the soundtrack, awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> that Superman mug of whiskey went down the wrong wrong side of the throat. No, no, there's no whiskey. It's uh, tea, just boring tea. Tea. <coughs> tea. Smooth, smooth tea. You all right? Yeah, that's right. Very smooth tea. Very smooth tea. <laughs> Whew. All right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> okay so soundtrack awesome awesome i do like uh the opening sequence like when we get to skull island i do really as much as i hate hate what happened i do love the initial intro for kong yes where like they show up and all of a sudden they just start bombing the place <laughs> yeah you wonder why kong's pissed <laughs> and then Kong shows up and it's kind of like, like, what the fuck, guys? And then has to, like, you know, he kills or tries to stop them all, you know. And there's no, like, he doesn't think of it in terms of killing. He's just like, stop them. That's it. Yeah. These guys come to this island and fuck with my shit. That's it. Right? So I thought that was really cool. Like, visually just looked really cool. Even though it was a, not the best setup for the eventual conflict with Kong and the humans. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, just, and the way it was shot, like gorgeous cinematography in the scene, like him standing in front of the setting sun and just looking massive in the distance and and them going just like, what the hell is that? Is that a monkey? And then yeah, from like the view of the pilot or the people in the helicopters, like just the, the slow-mo shots of Kong just like looking in the copters and then the speed up and turns around. Yeah. All of that was just crazy. Oh. It's crazy. And I mean, I don't, oh, man. I don't so blame him for attacking. And you see all the freaking wildlife, the, the deer and stuff just running for their lives as they get burnt. Like, Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then especially because like, uh, <clears throat> and this ties into my next like, where I like the new updated backstory for Kong. Yeah. You know, like I love the classic uh, Kong where it's just, he's just this giant uh, ape on this particular skull island that, yeah. grows differently than the rest of the world and it's been hidden off and then you know they they show up and they 
capture him to make money off him. Mm-hmm. I, I love that classic storyline. But I like this one too because when I started watching this movie, knowing that it's uh, the second part in the lead up to Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong, I think that's the order. Yeah, that's the order. I was like, like, how are they going to pit the two of them together? Like, who's going to be the good guy or who's the bad guy, right? So yeah. then when they, they treat it like his backstory is similar to Godzilla's in that he's the protector of this island. He's, in fact, the last one of his kind. Yeah. And all they've ever done is protect this island from the wicked named Skullcrawlers. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence is hysterical. The, too, whole sequence, just... the Skullcrawlers in there. All like, what? He goes, well, I mean, you could call him whatever you want. Yeah, I he's like, you kind of cool, you know. He's like, I thought it sounded kind of cool, but then, uh, but then when I hear it out loud, uh, I realize how it sounds. So you just you come up with whatever uh, words you want to use, and they're like, "No, skull, skull crawlers, crawlers, fine." It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the whole part was one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why Marlo was the best character in the whole. Well, I guess it would be him and Kong, like duking it out. Yeah. Pretty close, pretty close. But yeah, I just, I like that, uh, you know, he's the uh, protector of the island. So, I mean, I can kind of see how they can position the initial fight between Godzilla and Kong to happen. Right. Even though, considering they're both protectors, it starts to sound stupid when you say it out loud. (laughs) Like, if you think about it, it does kind of seem silly that they'd both be protectors. And it's that classic, like two superheroes showing up, and because they've never seen each other before, they have to fight, right? Right. Um, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure the explanation will be awesome. I don't want to make it sound like I'm already hating on the concept because I'm pumped for the movie. I think the movie's going to be really good. Oh man, the trailer is just. <laughs> I watched that. I'm actually on the no more trailer. I watched the one, and then that's it. No more well, trailers. For me. Too. I mean, it's coming out next month. I can. I can wait. Yeah, enough just to like, oh, fuck yeah, up. yeah, exactly. So, actually, no, that's a lie. I watched the Japanese cut. There's a Japanese cut, which Ooh. you know, you know, on the the helicarrier where Kong throws the punch at Godzilla, yeah, kind of just like kind of just pushes him backwards a little. In the Japanese cut, Godzilla throws the punch and Kong goes down. Okay, <laughs> hmm. yeah. I, I think I'll watch the Japanese cut, yeah. but then after that, no more. No more. No, no more. more. Yeah, that so... Hey, yeah, look at that guy. We're talking about big, huge monsters. And look Are who you a big, huge there. monster titan? I am the protector. Oh, that's a house. good shot of him. Look at that. I know. Handsome I know. boy. Okay. All right. <laughs> the good boy. Yeah, no, Kong just looks awesome in this. Like, so, so cool. I remember, like, when I went, went to watch this on the IMAX in uh, BC, I was super excited for it. Yep. I, I'm a massive, massive fan of the, of the 1933 and the 2005 movies. So, and that, like, I yeah. knew going into this that Kong was going to be ginormous because he's going to fit the whole Godzilla, you know, fight all the kaiju type of deal. Yeah, that's another thing. When I first watched it, I didn't know that. So I'm like, why the fuck is he so huge yeah that was like he's massive yeah and he's a baby he's a baby maybe not a baby but he's he's certainly not 
full grown man. He's probably in his adolescence at that point. Yeah, I love it. All the people online going, Oh, how's Kong gonna fight Godzilla? He was so tiny, and everyone's like, They explained it in the Kong Skull Island that he's still growing. <laughs> yeah, and also, <laughs> we're talking like a 40 year gap. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, he's gonna be quite a bit bigger in 40 years. It's almost like, How much bigger can he be and still stay on that island? Yeah. I mean, he was already pretty ginormous on that island. Yeah. I saw that you had froze, so I just purposely stopped moving and saying stuff. You so are I'm hoping froze. that I that's I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that I froze. That's why I stopped. And yeah. hopefully that'll be a quick cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to piggyback off your thing, I thought Kong looked phenomenal in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um like it's hard to compare him to uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, or I guess it's hard not to. But I mean, I like how uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong was like a giant silverback. Yeah, you know, and that was similar to how he was depicted in the uh, was it 1934? 33. 33. That's right. Yeah, because it was 54 for Godzilla. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so in that stop motion style, very similar to the silverback style. So I was like, man, that's awesome that they updated that and made them look absolutely incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, but then this one, they specifically made him more uh, human like. Yeah. Like he walks exclusively up on his on his back, like his two feet. Yes, he climbs and, and crawls and stuff like that. But he's strolling around. He's not uh, on all fours and walking like a gorilla. Yeah. But uh, but still, every shot he was in, he looked awesome. Looked so good. You no, know, it's not just the design of Kong. It's the design of all the creatures on like skull crawlers. That was a cool design. I liked the design. Yeah, for the small and the large. Yeah, um, I definitely liked the design. And all the other creatures too, like that the huge spider. That was creepy as shit. The huge spider was creepy. Uh, the giant uh, water buffalo thing. Yeah, I said wildebeest a couple of times, and Michelle's like, "It's not a wildebeest." <laughs> <laughs> the water buffalo actually looked awesome. I thought that was yeah. so cool. Like, it, first of all, it's ginormous, and then like the splitting horns. I was like, "Ooh, that's that was so cool." Yeah. But I also liked how that was one of the the first times where you know they were kind of like, well, "Hold on, hold on, we don't have to kill everything." This yeah. thing is literally just. Like, just, it looks like a giant wildebeest. Like I don't know about you, but maybe we don't. Uh, maybe we don't kill wildebeests or water buffaloes or whatever terms you want to use. But I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole spider <clears throat> sequence really threw me off though, because, <laughs> oh man, that guy got impaled down the mouth like cannibal Holocaust style, like just. Oh <laughs> yeah. The other part uh, that that kind of threw me too, because I was like, okay, so you have like the water buffalo who's, I would say, like, maybe three times the size of a normal water buffalo. Yeah. But the spider is a million times the size of a normal spider. Like, yeah. even your biggest spider, like, let's say that's that, like, crazy Australian size of my torso spider. Yeah. That's still, like, a hundred times the size. I was like, why did the spider get so big? You know? But at least the mosquitoes weren't as big. <laughs> or the ants. <laughs> or the well the the ants i wish we would have seen the ants though yeah. 
You gotta watch out for the ants. You hear that? It sounds like a bird. It's a fucking ant. It's a fucking ant. <laughs> the only f bomb in the whole movie. It's a fucking ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so funny. Oh, the meeting of the Iwi tribe I thought was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. But the main reason why it was so cool is because it introduced us to Marlo. Like, yeah. really introduced us to Marlo. We got a brief. So when later, when you actually see him, uh, you're just like, oh, because you're going to say, like, oh, it's John C. Riley. This is awesome. Yeah. But then when he starts talking, he's kind of like John C. Riley in most of his movies. But there's still just enough of that edge. Like, I loved it when there were scenes where they were like, uh, like, he'd say, okay, all right, so this is what we got to do. And they'd go, yeah, we're not going to do that. And he's just like, yeah, okay, maybe don't listen to me. I've only lived here for 30 years. Yeah. And I was like, I'm glad that they had him say that because I would have been like, I immediately would have been like, well, he's only survived here for three decades. You're right. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Why when, would you listen to him? When he's like, oh, you guys are all going to die. You shouldn't have come here. You're a good group of guys to die with. He <laughs> 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 was like, uh, he says something and uh, the guy's like, you just said that out loud. He's like, did I say that out loud? Oh, man, I have no idea. Well, if I'm saying things out loud, I'm going to kill you tonight. And then he's just like, ah. <laughs> God damn it. This is fucking killing me. This is so good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're doing the back and forth about the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's like, uh, who's your team? And he goes, the Toronto Tigers or Detroit Tigers. He's just like, <laughs> and then it's like, who would win in a fight? A cub or a tiger? And it's just like, uh, a tiger, a cub, well, is a, a tiger, bear. obviously. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, because it's a cub, like it's a baby bear. <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid, but it's awesome. It's so awesome. What else do I got here? I only have a few more likes, to be honest. Well, actually, even that whole sequence, building the boat, that was a great uh, tension breaker. Yep, I liked that. Um, the final fight was absolutely awesome, actually. Well, I should uh, back up a little bit. The one uh, scene where they were in the, the dead pits. Yes. Yeah. That part I thought was really cool visually, but it also bugged me because the first thing you see is literally like Kong's graveyard. Like his whole family is basically just like lying here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go through there. And I was just like, uh, you couldn't even try to find another route, like not once. Like you could clearly, like I know that for the army guys, uh, some of the army guys, I think they were like really mainly just Packard, but they were just like, like he's like, we have to go through here. But none of the other guys were like, yeah, maybe we'll just try our own way. Yeah. Yes, it did create that uh, kind of cool sequence when the sky crawlers are all over the place. Mm -hmm. But uh <clears throat> But yeah, like that was just really uh, that was a cool intro and lead into, uh, well, the eventual end game, right? With yeah. uh, Packard versus Kong. Packard versus Kong, yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy Packard. That I gotta say was really smart because I was like, like, what the fuck is he gonna do? Like, how is he gonna? Is he just gonna torch him? And then of course, once he threw it in the water, you're like, oh shit. And lights him on fire. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Like, this is just yeah. so horrible. Yeah. Oh, how surprised were you that John Goodman died? 
I I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. Like I kind of felt like one of the main group was definitely going to die, other than Packard, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't expecting it to him to die in that moment when he was when everyone started walking and he stayed back to find like fix with his camera and shit. I was like, oh, he's gonna get it. Like you yeah. knew at that moment he was gonna get it. And and then Skullcrawler eats him and his flash starts going off in the gut so they could just see the flash like moving around the fog. <laughs> yeah. The uh I gotta say though, I was kind of surprised that he was he was one of the guys that was dead set on stopping Kong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like and I thought maybe like this might be what kind of changes Monarch because he was a high ranking officer in Monarch, but he was like, no, no, no we got to stop these things. We got to stop these things from taking back the earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Cause of course, when you're introduced to Monarch and Godzilla, you know, they're literally like, no, 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 we're just here to study them yeah. to, you know, study them and specifically, you know, study Godzilla and others like him because, you know, ultimately, like, we believe that Godzilla's a good guy. Some of them are going to be bad, but because Godzilla's good, there's got to be a couple of good ones out there. So that's what we want to do. We want to track them down, figure out who they are, what they do, and go from there. That was more or less just his personal vendetta against Godzilla, the monsters like Godzilla, though, right? Right, exactly. Like, <clears throat> you watch, did you watch the end credit scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, Brooks is, he's, uh, have you seen, you've seen King of the Monsters already, right? Not all the way through. Okay. Well. I know, I know he's in. I know he's in in that movie. In the cast list on Wikipedia. Yeah. Spoil it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was like, are you kidding, Brooks? So, So, Brooks does come back and he's obviously more in the whole protect these creatures type of deal. So I think Monarch's way of thinking in Godzilla is because of Brooks over that 30-year span from okay. Island on. And that kind of makes more sense because, of course, like, Brooks is uh, originally on board with the mission, but it's after seeing Kong literally fighting to stop the Skull Crawlers and yeah. the ultimate Skull Crawler, uh, Skull Crawler Prime. Can we call him that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you would. So anyway, Skullcrawler Prime, you know, ultimately uh, falls to Kong. You know, like, there's no way for him to go, yeah, but let's kill Kong because he's one of them bad guys. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, but no, the final fight, though, that that was amazing. Like, that was really good. And oh, I, good. I also like how... Um, uh, what's Brie Larson's character name again? My, huh. Mason Weaver. Mason. <laughs> I, I like how they kind of give her a little bit of that Andero vibe in this. How he saves her and he has that moment with her and everything. Yeah, I liked that. Uh, but I also liked how it wasn't uh, exactly the same. Like it was just yeah. tweaked enough. Yeah. And it, and they didn't do the whole uh, love angle. Yeah. Like, no weird bestiality love angle. Yeah, like weird, like every prior version of this character has been like, no, 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 I love her. Yeah. Not just, no, I, I want to, you know, save her for whatever, like just because it's a nice thing to do. Um, and it was a really cool scene too. I loved it. Like when she fell in the water and then he like scoops her out and then has to fight Skullcrawler Prime with her yeah. in his hand. And then, oh, fucking reaches in 
and then pulls out his spine like with her in his hand. I was like, oh, that's so gross. That's so <laughs> gross. I actually thought when he did that originally, he was going to do that like skull rip. It looked like he was going for it. I thought for sure, like and Michelle said the same thing. And then when he went in, I was like, oh, it's going to be, it's not going to be good. And it wasn't, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible to look at that, but uh, so good. But I also loved the sequence too, where like he had the chain with the, the, the propeller, propeller blade. Submarine. He's just, which is whipping Using it. it as a fucking mace and shit, yeah. like hooking it into it and stuff like, oh, but the fight scene itself was just like awesome from start to finish so good so yeah, good really good fight scene yeah but for for likes i think the only other thing is uh, uh again shea wingham yep his his little back and forth banter with uh jason mitchell mills yep love it every scene they're in together i yeah so good so good um so good i got uh, i got two these are just real quick um cast was great yep. cast was really good um and uh, and I love the stinger. I thought the stinger was awesome. Yeah, stinger was really great and really sets up King of the Monsters, showing the shadows of all the the monsters. And that was the part that I liked the most. Like I thought it was uh, like it was cool and it made sense that of course uh, the people that got off the island that lived that weren't military were going to end up in some sort of debriefing situation where they basically have to go like, yeah, you, you can't say a fucking word to anyone about this shit mm-hmm. ever, right? <clears throat> and it also explains because like i know in the in the godzilla cancast i was like yeah isn't it weird how she's a photographer and doesn't take any photos she takes several photos throughout the yeah, movie she's taking pictures the whole time yeah and i remember thinking like watching this this time around i remember thinking like i wonder how they get out of this because like i thought for sure they'd break her camera or it'd be lost in the scuffle you know but it wasn't and now i know like ultimately that's just used for research it was kind of weird, though, too, that the, the end stinger um, would feature Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson because they're not going to come back for any other movies, right? Like, they could right. just have Brooks talking to somebody there about what they found on the island. Uh, you know what? I feel like that's one of those where, uh, for some people, it would have been like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Because even Michelle uh, was saying that she didn't really like the ending because she thought it was kind of too quick where it went from like the the people are in the boat they see the helicopters then you see kong and then it's like oh. credits right so she was and i was like yeah but like you can make the leap that they you know got into the helicopter and because they didn't initially bomb everything kong was like you guys can go you're cool pound it you know what i mean yeah. she's like yeah but I, but you don't see it so you don't really know and and, and i was kind of like yeah, you're right. Like, you don't really, you can't really say 100% they got off unless you watch the stinger, which she didn't, like, we didn't realize it was a stinger. I'm in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden I hear talking, and I was like, is there a stinger? Like, did I miss something? I'm sure shit. I missed the entire stinger, so I had rewound yeah. it, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it's a pretty cool stinger. I was just... um wondering how they would fit in if at all like if they would have showed tom hilson and brie larson like having some kind of romantic interest in the movie then you could easily say that alexander skarsgård in, in congress's godzilla is their son or something yeah you could you could do that um okay. and yeah like knowing again like i said like now knowing that this is part two in the four-part series that is god versus godzilla versus kong it is going to be really weird that now there's no link to those characters in the movie Right. 
Yeah. Having said that, though, um, <clears throat> that actually kind of leads into my dislike. Um, the weakest characters in the whole movie, strangely enough, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. and Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the three weakest characters, and I'm guaranteeing you took up a large chunk of the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, and no fault to all three of them, because uh, they're all great actors. I love, I love them all. I, I have no issues with any one of them, um, unless I find out that one of them punches dogs. Like that's the only time I'm going to be like, "Oh, you guys!" But that's it. Uh, like in particular, Hiddleston's hunter character yeah. doesn't hunt anything, or tracker or, character that, doesn't that, do and anything. I and I said that to Michelle, and she's like, "Well, I mean, how is he supposed to track?" I said, well, there's ways you could do it. You could like look for footprints. You could look for broken branches, stuff like that. He does none of those things. Yeah. And the other part that bugged me, uh, actually, his character in general bugged me because his character was the classic hero character. So he's ex-special uh, air services or whatever, but he's still way more capable than any of the guys that are currently in the army. Mm-hmm. So he's been out for an indisclosed amount of time, but he's still better than these guys that are still doing it. And some of them just came from active duty, but he's better than all of them. I was like, okay, all right. Um, But they don't really do enough to flesh him out to make me want to like him. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like even the stuff where he's like, uh, you know, he kind of has that little story about the war and stuff like that. Even that really didn't do enough for me to go, okay, all right. Like, the only reason why I feel that uh, Brie Larson's uh, Mason Weaver um, could have been better was because they basically, they said, okay, so she's going to be the tough photojournalist who's anti-war. And then that was it. Like, that was her character almost all the way through the there was only a couple of times like this stuff with Kong was where I was like, Oh, if we would have got more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the bits where she's like in awe of the place. If there was more of that, I think I would have liked her character a bit more. Or when she's trying to help the water Buffalo. Yeah. That actually, I thought was really cool. Even though you're like, there's no way you're going to be able to do this. But I was like, it's still cool that she made the attempt. So if there was more of that, I think I would have liked her more. But then again, surprisingly enough, this wasn't a long movie. It's short. That's all. That's like another one of my dislikes is that it does, like Michelle said, feel rushed at times. The end, yeah. the end is rushed. It's definitely rushed. Like it, it wraps up quickly after that final fight. Exactly. But also just, um, I would have liked some more moments of just Kong on the island. You know, like I felt like every time, and, and again, this is me as a, a fan of the 2005 film where we got a lot of those moments of Kong just sitting there and, looking out and, and you get into his mind right in this yeah in this like there's a couple scenes where they show kong like specific specifically one night one where he's sitting up on a cliff top yep and and they go mm-hmm. up and then they cut to the the military like yes quick cut and i'm like exactly i'm like you could have easily put another 30 seconds 60 seconds on that to really just like go Oh, this is the, he's just peaceful. He's looking out at his island. Yeah, and just give you a sense of like, yes, he is the protector of this island. Yeah. And yes, like he, he is aware of everything on this island. I agree completely. I think that would have, because the same complaints I have about not fleshing up the three main characters, 
they don't really do that again fleshing out with kong they say he's the protector and they, and they show that yes he does he's a protector mm-hmm. but they don't really i don't know i guess like even if you would have had him kind of looking at the kong gravesite yeah and just kind of being like a, you could just see a little bit of emotion there maybe not necessarily break down in tears but something where he can kind of go oh you know like this yeah. is this is where they died, you know, that kind of thing. Just something to make him a little bit more um, emotive. Because, like, Godzilla did a really good job of having Godzilla be Godzilla, but still have not necessarily emotion, but, like, there's that, like, weariness towards the end of the battle where he's just kind of like, oh, I got to do this. And yeah. there wasn't enough of that with Kong, I, I feel. Yeah, and that, that, that was my point. Like, yeah, we see Kong a lot more than Godzilla. In Godzilla, so obviously, way the, more. Obviously, the budget's probably higher on this one, but yeah, not by much though. But it's also too. It's just it, it feels too rushed in some parts with him. Even that great scene where um, uh, where Chapman is in the water, and then Kong comes around and grabs that giant squid thing, and he's eating it right. And then Chapman's watching him, and then Kong turns around and starts to walk away, and then cut. Like, I would have let that roll. I would have let him walk around the cliff corner and then go to Chapman just like, wow. It's you know? funny. You know, I agree completely. But the other part, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned Chapman, because he is actually uh, on a dislike. Because his death is foreshadowed from the second they introduce him. Yeah. The second they introduce him, and he's the only guy that has a wife and a kid waiting for him back home. And he's writing this letter, and it's all this kind of joke thing. And Michelle and I both were like, well, he's dead. I almost wanted to make that uh, rush hour joke where it's like, he ain't going to be in Kong 2, you know? <laughs> right? It's but but then they like drag it out. Yeah. They drag it out to the point where then I go, oh, maybe he, maybe will he won't. Because uh, uh, what's his face? Colonel or Captain Earl and uh, man, like they're bantering back and forth. And they're bantering about the story about the, uh, the mouse and the lion, right? And, you know, the mouse takes the thorn out, helps the lion, and now they're friends. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Chapman helps Kong heal his wounds or does something to help Kong in some way. And that's kind of like mirroring that story. But they didn't do that. And they gave him like a real shitty jump scare death. Yeah. I was really disappointed with his death because he had that moment with that weird log creature. Yes, exactly, which I thought was really cool. And I, I felt bad because he's like opening fire and it's just like ah, cheering. And then it's just, and it fucks off. And you're like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. He's just like, dude, don't sleep on me. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> sleep on you. But anyway, and so like, like I said, I, I actually would have liked it better if that was the case. Like maybe not this, he didn't necessarily have to live, but if that kind of mirrored it, um, I think that would have been a, a little bit better. Because, like, yeah. I do like this movie, but uh, this is not as good as Godzilla, in my opinion. My Yeah, same here. Same here. I also, um, and I, it, it's not that I prefer, like, Godzilla. It's just a better movie. I mean. Yeah, like, even if, like, uh, I, I am uh, more of a Godzilla guy than I am a King Kong guy. But I, if, like, if Kong Skull Island was a better movie, it's not a problem for me to say that. Yeah. You know, it's no issue for me to go, no, it's a better movie. I like Godzilla more, but the movie's better. No, it, it is, in fact, a better Godzilla is a better movie. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a Kong guy, and yeah. I can openly admit that Godzilla is a better movie. 
Uh, what else you got? What else you got for dislikes? For dislikes, um, Kong scenes felt rushed. Basically, just uh, Samuel Jackson's Preston, even though he played it great, was a fucking asshole, and I just fucking really hated the character. <laughs> yeah, I hated uh, I hated Samuel Jackson's character. But what I did like more uh, was the obvious Moby Dick aspect. Yep. But I didn't like it because, first of all, it wasn't that creative. It wasn't like, I guess I just didn't feel like I needed it. But the other part is that not only was it not that creative, it was just kind of like, oh, and uh, we'll subtly reference Moby Dick. But the, the worst part is, is I've actually seen it done better in like a bunch of other movies. And I'm not going to say Jaws because, yes, that's one of the most obvious ones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Reign of Fire did it better. Hell, Star Trek First Contact did it really good. Really good. It was actually called upon in the movie where that chick chews his ass out and goes, dude, this is like Moby Dick. You're like Ahab. And it's even funnier because he was Ahab in the movie Moby Dick. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, so it was just one of those, like, uh, it wouldn't have been so bad if I hadn't seen it done so well in other movies. And I mean, you wouldn't think that Star Trek First contact would have even thought to do that, and they did, and it was awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, that so that part I didn't like, even though, like I said, like it did have some cool scenes where, like Packard could have he he almost killed Kong. You're like, holy shit! Like that's really close. Like he could have actually did it. Yeah. And he's just a normal dude, right? Yep. So that part I, I didn't like. This one is the worst one for me. This is the worst offender. Um, It's how the CGI was not that consistent, okay? So aside from Kong and uh, Skullcrawler Prime, uh, and a couple of, like the the water buffalo, you know, that looked good. Mm -hmm. The wood creature looked good. The skull crawlers in general, I didn't like. When they were in motion, they looked, they did not look that good. Um, and the sequence in the death pits where the bright colored gas was there. Yeah. And then yeah. they had like Tom Hiddleston like kicking the fuck out of people. Putting a mask I, on and just slicing away. Yeah. Or no, uh, killing the skull crawlers and stuff. I know that was supposed to look cool. I thought it looked incredibly fake. I didn't like it. It was too too CGI for me. Yeah. So that took me out of that. Like there was a bunch of times where I was just like, ah, it just looks really fake. And the reason why it was so disappointing is that it's not that far removed from Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it has a, a higher budget of $25 million. Now, yes, we've mentioned that Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, and Sam Jackson did take up a chunk of the budget. But like we're talking about every year the CGI technology gets better. And yet I watch Godzilla and it's a, what, four, three years difference. Yeah. And it's consistently awesome all the way through. Now, yes, I'm glad that they got Kong perfect in every single shot. That was key. And I'm glad that Skullcrawler Prime looked perfect too in every single shot because that really helped sell the end battle scene. Yeah. And I also like that the bat- end battle scene uh, took place 
during the day too. Like it was a well lit. I really, really like that because when you think I forgot to mention that that was one of the key aspects Monster of why I like it so much. Dark or they're always raining, like always. Right. So, and I think they do that intentionally so that they can mask any CGI imperfections. Yeah. You know, because like even and and I, I praised Godzilla, but there was a couple of times in that fight scene in the city where you're just kind of like, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Yeah. You know, like even the the scene where he kills the flying Mudo. Like Michelle actually, we had to like rewind it because it was so quick, and she's like, "Did he impale him on something, or did he like how did he he die?" And it was just you know he just broke his back, yeah. just slammed him so hard in the building that he broke his back. But it was just one of those like little things where you're like, "Oh yeah, it was a little hard to see." Whereas this one, well lit, you yep. missed nothing. Like it was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a nice change of pace actually to have a yeah. movie in the daylight. Like, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, it looks like Godzilla versus Kong is going to have some daylight fights too, which is great. Yeah, it's going to have to, because like even the the first Kong Mudo fight or Godzilla Mudo fight scene was in the daytime and that looked really cool too. Yeah, yeah. Um, What I was going to say was another way that they could have had Chapman do the whole mouse thing was when Kong's all chained up. Yeah. Chapman could have been helping him or at least trying to help him and Kong could see that he's trying to help him yeah. and go, okay, not all these military fucks are bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like that's that was my biggest complaint was the inconsistent CGI and it I guess it's becoming one of those things now where it, it bothers me more and more because like I said, like every year it's supposed to get better, right? Yeah. And every year budgets go up. And yet it seems like in certain movies, they go, eh, we don't really have to do it as well here. We don't have to do it as well here. Like, I mean, I know everyone shits on, well, not everyone, but a lot of people shit on the Marvel movies for being like a 90% CGI. But when's the last time that you looked at a Marvel movie and went, man, that's some real shitty CGI though. Like yeah. that's some real shit CGI. And I'll go all the way back to like the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the Incredible Hulk, uh, no, it was uh, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Iron Man was first. That's right. A Hulk. Was Iron Man. Year. I mean, that's right. So, like, yeah, that's right. It was only a couple months apart. But regardless, like, yeah. even if you uh, you look at Iron Man, yes, of course, there's not nearly as much CGI in that movie as they are later. But comparing Iron Man to Iron Man three. You're like, yeah, it's gotten better, but this still holds up. Yeah. This still looks really well. Whereas, like, I'll, okay, Peter Jackson's King Kong. That still holds up incredibly well. Yeah. You know, and luckily they kept the CGI for uh, Kong looking so good that the two of them together would still look nice. But the rest of the the beasts on Skull Island in Peter Jackson's King Kong all look incredible, all look scary, like all look real. Whereas these ones, they just kind of threw it all together, like the bad guys in particular. And I think that's part and parcel with the rushed feel to this. Mm. Yeah. Because I I mean, even if the runtime was the same runtime, if it still looked polished, then it wouldn't be a complaint for me. Yeah, it, it's too short. Like Godzilla, I think is two hours ten minutes. King of the Monsters two hours twenty to thirty or something like that. 
Okay. Kong isn't even two hours. Like, yeah, I know. I that blew my mind. It was like a buck forty. Yeah. So buck forty, buck fifty, like, but it, I was just like, Oof. yeah, it doesn't need to be that much longer because obviously you don't want to hurt the pacing, but at the same time, right. let it breathe a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh and also like I know a lot of people gripe about dragging out the reveal for these characters. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said about how, like, you catch glimpses of Godzilla in the first 40 minutes of the movie, and then you see him. And But when you see him, even they drag it out because they show a shot of his foot. Yeah. Then it pans up, and then you get the big reveal. And then you're just like, yes! I, I will applaud them for switching gears and showing parts of Kong right away within the first couple minutes of the movie. But then after that, it's like Kong in full form, every single shot. And it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Like I, I don't want to take too many marks away from doing it differently. Cause it shouldn't be like a shot for shot, you know, for a Godzilla, it shouldn't be yeah. the same movie. And it, it can't be cause it's a different director. And even though the writer, one of the writers is from Godzilla as well, which they need because they need that unity, mm-hmm. you know, across the movies. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess part of it is maybe I might be still holding that initial Skull Island dislike, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I will watch this movie again. I can tell you that right now. And I might, uh, I might feel a bit differently. But I... It's, I guess I'm kind of torn because while I say we got too much of Kong, I'm, I agree with you in the sense that we didn't get enough of a different side of Kong. Yes. So when you're saying like, like it, actually when you said this scene where he's sitting on the, uh, like it's at night and he's sitting on the, the cliff there and he's just kind of looking around, that immediately reminded me of one of my favorite scenes in Incredible Hulk. And it's when, you know, Hulk is with Betty and they're in that cave and it's raining and he's just yep. sitting there and he's just like, yeah, like breathing for the first time, like kind of relaxed, but it's also just kind of like, like scared at the thunder and she's trying to calm him. And I'm like, that's one of my favorite scenes because you don't see that enough in Hulk movies where there's that one part where, yeah, he's crazy, you know, Hulk and he's smash and all this, but he's also, he's also like a, you know, big human being. So he's going to have those moments where he's quiet and calm and maybe even reflective. We're just looking at nature and, and just saying, Hey, this is, this is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I agree. If they, I think, yeah, if they would have had more of that, then I wouldn't have complained about how much Kong was on the screen or how quickly, too, they, that they get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, a little bit of that different side would have been great. Yeah, although it is ironic that uh, Gareth Edwards said in an interview that he purposely dragged out seeing Godzilla because it was like almost like a fuck you to modern cinema because everybody wants to see everything right away and it's got to be like a mile a minute. Yeah. And then immediately in the second movie in their legendary cinematic universe, it's like everything on screen, a mile a minute, go, 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 go. Yeah, well, I mean, they got so much flack over Godzilla. Like, like fans went apeshit that Godzilla wasn't shown more often. Or, or the cuts away right when a fight's about to begin. Like, it pissed off so many people. Yeah, but, and I mean, okay, and I understand that. And I understand doing this as sort of like a reaction to that. 
but at the same time, you know, it shouldn't, they shouldn't be doing it because people were like, oh, the Godzilla movie needed to be two hours of Godzilla and that's it, you know? Because the, the joke, actually, it's not the joke, the reality is if it was nothing but wall-to-wall Godzilla, it wouldn't have done as good as it did because, because like, one of the reasons why I stopped watching every single Godzilla movie was because it was like watching a two-hour uh, episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Because exactly. you know how it's going to go. Exactly. You know, bad guy's going to show up. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are going to fight it in their just normal Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Then the bad guy is going to start to lose, get really big. Then they have to get in the Megazord. Mm-hmm. And then they fight it. Then they, they kill it. And then uh, Rita Repulsa, she lives to fight another day. And Goldzar shows up and they, you know, and they create more bad guys, rinse and repeat. And that's how later Godzilla movies ended up being, where it was just like, Godzilla shows up or Rodan shows up and then it's like, oh, Godzilla shows up, they fight, and then that's it. It's over. Yeah. So they get repetitive after a while and we're also talking about a niche or a niche property. You can be a huge fan of Jap anime, never watch Godzilla. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, or you could love huge, crazy uh, kaiju monster movies and never watch King Kong. Like, that's possible, you know? Yep. So it's, I guess it's kind of like my Star Trek uh, argument where, like, if they showed more Godzilla in Godzilla, I don't think Godzilla would have made that much more money than it did. And and I agree. I mean, you just got to look at King of the Monsters, and we'll talk about King of the Monsters, but... You right. get nonstop. You, know, because you get nonstop Godzilla monsters in that, and it didn't do as good as Godzilla. Right, because the uh, like the people that are like, well, you know, my girlfriend really likes Godzilla, or my wife really likes Godzilla, or whatever, or I really like Godzilla. My wife is just kind of going to see it. You know, that there's got to be something for the casual person that goes. Oh, uh, Godzilla's a giant ape, uh, lizard. Uh, okay. Like, I mean, is there anything else in it? You know, it's, it's, it's like watching Transformers and having no normal humans in Transformers. Sounds cool on paper. Yeah. You know, but it's not, (laughs) you need, you need something. You need like an April O'Neil to the Ninja Turtles, you know, or a Casey Jones to the Ninja Turtles. You need, uh, I don't know if you need Shia LaBeouf for the Transformers. Sam Witwicky? Yeah, Witwicky. That's right. Yeah. But like, you need something to counterbalance that. Uh, just like you, you need like uh, regular people interacting with superheroes in superhero movies. You need something human to draw people that maybe aren't, they don't care that you know, Captain America is awesome or that Iron Man is, is a great hero. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you need something else for them. So yeah, it's uh, and the budget actually the box office wasn't too far off from. Uh, I think I think Kong actually made the most out of the three of them. Kong made the most, but it wasn't uh, by that much. No, I, I wish not, I had. It's not. You a, have can you pull up the budget for Godzilla? Yeah, uh, box office and budget for Godzilla because Godzilla was one sixty million budget, and uh, Kong was one eighty five. 
So wasn't that different? Like only one, a little bit. One one sixty on Godzilla, one eighty five on Kong. Yeah, Godzilla was one sixty. Kong was one eighty five. Okay. Box office for Godzilla was what? I want to say five fifty. Five twenty nine. Five twenty nine. It's funny. I was thinking five twenty nine. I'm like, no, I don't think it was that low, and that's why I said five fifty. But yeah, five twenty nine. So five sixty six point seven mil. Like I said at the beginning, that so, was the box so office. A little bit more it cost to make. They made that little bit more back in the box office. So they pretty much. Both of them made the same amount of money in the end. Right. Yeah. Like it's not this giant leap. Right. You know, and although, then, and again, like I said at the beginning, for the higher ups at uh, Legendary, for them to look at this as any of these movies as a billion dollar property is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. No, because you said it's such a niche market. I mean, it's not a lot of people love giant monster movies. No, and, and not only that, um, a part of it, too, is there's been, like, literal decades of shitty-looking Godzilla movies. And the Japanese Kong movies also looked equally shitty. Yes. <laughs> you know? Right. So, and, and it's like, and I, I, uh, I said Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for a reason, because they, they also looked shitty. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. There wasn't clear high production day, values. Day, guys in rubber cheesy. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, um, but still, I they they're making good money, and I think I do think the guys at Legendary look at it like, yeah, okay, but each one of these movies are making in some cases three times the profit. Yes, because Godzilla is about three times the profit, or almost. Five times the profit, actually. That's pretty close to five times profit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so four times the profit, you got three times the profit, just about almost four times the profit for. Uh... So, I mean, that's pretty good multipliers. Yeah. Yeah. King of the Monsters was only 387. Oh. Big drop. And they threw oh. all the monsters in there like everybody wanted, and then no one supported it. That's because the people that did support it were the friggin' keyboard warriors that were like, this yeah. is the movie I want. But then it's like, well, okay, but are you going to see the movie 10 times? Are yeah. you going to see it 10 times and all your buddies 10 times? Right. No. Totally. So what they did was they complained. And then, you know, they went, okay, here's the, the movie that you wanted. And then they sat back and went, yeah, we lost out at least 200 million because you guys had to get your way yeah and i haven't even seen king of monsters but i remember that one that one was a tough one because i really liked godzilla but i think it was also because i hadn't watched godzilla in uh, so soon so i think next or this weekend when uh you know my wife and i watch a third movie in a row yeah i i don't like i think there was too much in king of the monsters like they put in Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah. I'm going to stop you there. I don't want to talk about that too much. Oh, yeah, uh, especially because, won't. especially because I didn't know that Mothra or Rodan was in that movie. What? How'd you not know that? They they teased in the Stinger and Kong. Yeah, but I also it's been a couple of years since I tried watching Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? You spoil Royal Rumble. You spoil King of Monsters. Hey, hey. Or wait, no, I got to do the Pesci, right? 
go for it. I'm still mad though. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 Am I going with you? No. Okay. 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 Dueling Pesci's. <laughs> Dueling Pesci's. Right. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. No. Like I said, yeah. The stinger. I wasn't like, oh, all, all every single character on this wall. I actually interpreted the stinger as they're coming. I didn't expect them to all be jammed into that one movie. But I don't want to get too bogged down with potential negativities too, because that also hindered my enjoyment of uh, Skull Island the first time around, right? Right. So yeah, no negativity. I'm sure it'll be a fine movie, even though it didn't make anywhere near the money that the others made. That's actually really disappointing, though. <laughs> it's disappointing that. Those guys uh, complained and then got the movie that they wanted. Yeah, and then didn't support it. <laughs> well, no, they supported it, right? But watched it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, they probably went, well, you know, it wasn't as good as the other movies. Uh, it was just too jam packed. I mean, I just. There was too going on. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to sit there and be like, okay, so are you guys ever going to be happy about anything? Never. You know, and if it's done properly, you could have a million people in a movie and still works. And I'm going to cite Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame as two prime examples of having, like, Endgame alone. You've got, what, 30 major characters in that movie by the end of it? And I would say almost everyone gets something. You know, like if you're a Spider-Man fan, you got something. If you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, you got something. If you're a Thor fan, you got something. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just an entire movie of like Iron Man and the rest of the people, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there's, there is ways to do it. And again, you can shit talk the Marvel movies all you want, but they're doing something right here. So. That was Kong. That was Kong Skull Island. As of now, Godzilla, Kong, Skull Island, one and two. Yep, that's right. For order. Yep, next up, King of the Monsters, which I may may just look at it like, you know what, if this is a fun popcorn flick, this might be good. It is a fun popcorn flick, and it's Michael Doherty who did Krampus and Trick or Treat, so... Yeah, I remember you told me that part, and I was like, okay, all right, all right, but... um, is it me or like the longer, like the more we get into this cinematic universe, does it seem like there's more studio interference? No. No? Okay. Good. No. I mean, Good. Legendary, that's run by like Thomas Tall, and he's basically just a geek like us. He throws, yeah, I, I, he throws I do like, like crazy big ideas that no one else, like Clash of the Titans or Wrath of the Titans. Everyone hated those, but you know what? He threw money at them because those are the movies he loves. The my you know my major complaint though was that they they treated it like a trilogy and then didn't bother to finish it. it but to be fair, I only watched Clash. I didn't see Wrath because I didn't really like Clash. I loved Wrath. Really? Eh? I, thought, I thought Wrath was better than Clash. Okay. All right. Yeah. But then again, I this might be one of those categories where it's like. Yeah, but if you rewatch it, you might like it. 
Yeah. It's gotta, hard to say, right? I got to rewatch them. My my movies of that I want to rewatch is that there, right there, right there in 3D. I'm gonna watch them. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, guys. That's super nice of you. Yeah, very sweet of you to continue doing that. Yeah. Um, if you could come back for Godzilla King of Monsters, that would be awesome too. And of course, that's leading to our eventual Godzilla versus Kong. Yep. Which I may be even more pumped for it after I see the Japanese cut of mm. that trailer. Yeah. But I guess they have to do that type of uh, cut, though, for Japan. Because, like, if you have Godzilla getting his ass handed to him in the trailers in Japan, the Japanese are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's hard to say. It's hard to say because the first Kong versus Godzilla movie in Japan, Kong won. And I think he was, but if I remember correctly, he was on performance enhancement, uh, performance enhancement drugs. So it's not a fair fight. Oh, okay. No, that's too bad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll have two different cuts of the movie. That'd be kind of cool. An American cut and a a Japanese cut where both monsters win. But the thing is though, is that the movie is going to go where they will initially fight. Yep. And then they will team up to fight whichever the main bad guy is, which may or may not be Mechagodzilla, or it might be Mechagodzilla and another bad guy that we have not seen before, Mm -hmm. no hints at. Because I actually kind of think that 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 might be it, because the internet is all over Mechagodzilla. Like, that's the first thing anybody said. So maybe there's a there's another villain. It's just it's tough because. Oh, I know there's another villain because I saw the toys. Oh, you idiot! Mm-hmm. You idiot! Why do you do that to yourself? I don't know. I like toys. <laughs> yeah, but like that was one of those things that uh, I didn't even do with like Endgame. Endgame's toys. I was like, I'm not looking at any of that shit. I don't want to see any of it after I see the movie. Then I'll look at that stuff because, yeah, of course they'll spoil. <laughs> I think, oh, wait, no, 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 there was no, I, I didn't look at any of that. That's right. There was no spoilers for that, but there was something that was spoiled for me by a toy and I was so fucking mad. I said, never again, never again. And I, and I didn't. So I'm glad that I haven't. And please do me a favor. Don't spoil it for me. Okay. Don't tell me. I, I'm I'm happy to know that I was right that there was a, a second bad guy. Yeah. And what I was going to say was it's tough because Godzilla has decades of bad guys, and also like other things that started off as bad guys. And because Mothra, I think, started off as a bad guy, and then ended up being good. I don't know, but like yeah. He's he's got a rogue gallery. Kong has nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because Kong always had his his one shot story, fought some T. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Kong's uh, well, Kong has the T Rex in certain versions of Kong, or he's got the Skull Crawler Prime. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, you're right. Like they with Kong, they basically just remake that movie, 
every couple of years, which is fine. But that's, I guess that's part of where I was getting, it's weird to position the two of them against each other. Yeah. Ever. Like even before, like the, in Japan, they did it. And yeah, there's that cool visual of uh, Kong swinging Godzilla around by his tail, which if is not in the movie, believe me, I'm rooting for Godzilla to, I want the fight to be more even handed. I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to be like Leonardo and Raph fighting each other in TMNT where Raph does beat Leonardo, you know, because he's all rage filled and Leonardo is holding back, but not as much. Like they make it seem like he, you know, like he loses, he loses that fight. Yeah. Um, I don't want that. I don't want one of them to be the clear cut winner, even if it's round one, because then you're like, yeah, but there's got to be two rounds. They have to join up almost immediately. Fight a little bit, and then that's it. Especially because he is King Kong. I know you you didn't say that in the last campcast, but after watching Skull Island, they refer to him as King. Yeah, they said he's King around here. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot about that, but I mean, I was just going off of the title. Like both are Kong, right? So. Yeah, but it's also like it's easier to market Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. You know, it's also easier to market Kong Skull Island instead of King Kong. And I think it might also be a way for them to keep it separate from previous King Kong movies. Yeah. Oh, this is one of the more distinct departures of the character, like uh, not necessarily the character per se, but I mean, basically, it's just been, you know, giant ape. We capture the giant ape. We bring it to the the rest of the world to try and make millions and it runs amok and then it dies. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. That's the movie in a nutshell right there. And you could have uh, like a commentary on race with that, or you could have a commentary on uh, environment with that. Like the seventies version was more of an environment yep. uh, based argument, you know, <clears throat> or you could just have like the, the, reimagine spectacle of the original you know you could do all those things but you don't really have a rogue gallery you know what i mean like there's no real he's never really been considered a protector of anything right yeah so this part is is cool in that aspect so yeah. i mean i don't know i, don't yeah. know. I rambled a bit there sorry guys ultimately i'm uh, i'm excited to watch uh king of monsters i hope that I will like it. I because like I don't really have an opinion on it the first time around. It was like late. I couldn't finish it. And I did hear the reviews. <laughs> the reviews are pretty uh not uh, not kind to that movie. So I think that's probably why I put it off for so long. Yeah. But uh maybe uh because and also it could be just because you know we're watching them in sequence, right? So it really helps watching them all like that. For sure. Because, I mean, there was a two-hour break between King of the Monsters and, and Skull Island, a four-year break between, or three-year break between Godzilla and Skull Island. So, yeah, it helps watch them all back-to-back, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alrighty, then. All righty, then.
You want a wrapper? Oh, you froze. We're both waiting for each other to do. Yeah, I know. We're both. Yeah, you froze too. You froze too. And I started talking as you froze. And I was like, shit, I was doing so good. I was doing good. so good. good. <laughs> you froze in at the lead. So I just saw like forehead and nose. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do trade-offs. You can see us on Facebook. Twitter. Instagram. You can hear us on SoundCloud. Google Podcast. Apple Podcast. You can see us on YouTube. And you can check us out at geekbandsmedia.com. That's a little sloppy, but we got through it. We nailed it. We we did. We did nail it. It was it was a yeah. shit nail, but we we did get it. It was a shit nail. You know, we kind of hit the head a little off to the right, but it went in, and that's all. That it's how I hit the nail. <laughs> right. I'm not the most handiest guy, so I'm like, bam, bam, bam. Just get in there, and then Michelle's dad, or even Michelle, like Michelle will be like, okay, and I'm still like trying to get it in there. <laughs>